0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Beat. As Halloween approaches, Arsenal prepare to take on Leicester on Saturday. Will it be a chance to banish some recent ghosts or could it be a nightmare 90 minutes in the East Midlands for Mikel Arteta? It's also fitting that we have a gruesome twosome to look ahead to the game with me, Mark Van of PA Media, joined by the Athletics' Art de Roche. As well as previewing the Leicester game, both of us have also picked our very own Arsenal Horror Show, the worst performance we have seen live, and we'll be discussing them at the end of the episode. I'd also like to add at this juncture that we're quite Halloween heavy today and I don't know why as I think it's a load of old shites. Um, (laughs) I don't like scary films or fancy dress, I don't know about you or and I think the only good things about it are the old wrestling pay-per-view Halloween havoc and the fact that once it's over everyone can start looking forward to Christmas. Uh, Yeah, Quickly give us your Halloween views.
1: To be honest i halloween i've never really got into that much i think i went trick-or-treating once dressed up as harry potter of course okay, um yeah. and
0: your, your twitch uh, stands will be well aware <laughs> 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 yeah
1: um but yeah halloween's never been one for me really i think the the one thing that i associate it with so if you're going with wrestling papers i'll go with uh i don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie monster house um yeah the animated one that's one of my favorite movies even though like it's it's really silly um honestly i i just can't get enough of it i was pretty obsessed with it as a kid so um yeah that's that's kind of my halloween go-to (laughs) for
0: perfect Perfect. wrestling and and, uh, animated films right we've got that off our chest so let's let's move on to the important stuff uh leicester um after what happened at home to villa last week would to be thinking if it ain't broke, don't fix it in terms of team selection, do you
1: think? I think so, but it was quite interesting to see in the um, League Cup game against Leeds. Um, obviously, the personnel was different, but the shape was also a bit different. So that's put not doubt in my head, but I'm just wondering, uh, was that a personnel thing or does it just go straight back to I guess the four four two everyone was calling it against Villa uh it would probably make sense if you went back to the four four two um and try and build some continuity with that um especially i think with uh, alex lacazette and um Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang one because i think this season anyway Pierre Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has pressed quite well from the front um but I was chatting to uh, a few people before the, um, the Leeds game and they said Lacazette looked quite tired for, uh, in the Aston Villa game. So I think that's probably where you'd want to see a bit more um, m- uh, minutes for him just to get him up to speed even more. Um, but yeah, I do think it will probably be one where you're trying to build some actual momentum in terms of performances as well because we know that the results have been there to an extent but uh the performances are, have been something you're still looking for i think um and you got that at villa uh you just need to build on that i think
0: yeah i agree and i know there was as much lauded arteta for going four four two 4 against villa wasn't he but i think still if you see the the average positions map and things like that it, a lot of the time it did represent a four-two-three-one a still with Lacazette playing a little bit deeper, which mm. makes me think if he does go with that at Leicester, you could easily see someone like, if he's fit, you could see Odegaard maybe coming back into that team. I know Simon Collins said last week that he thinks he's been the, the the man who's missed out the most since that failed attempt to play 4 3 because it just didn't really seem to suit him, did it? Well, in terms of personnel rather than formation, do you, do you think it will be similar to, to what we saw at Villa? I mean... As you say, we made nine changes for the cup game. We saw Ben White start and he came off, but apparently only through illness. And Smith Rowe, obviously, is young enough to play again, isn't he? If, if called.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Ben White wasn't. Oh, I should say Benjamin now, shouldn't I? <laughs> he, he wasn't supposed to start uh, against Leeds, was he? Uh, it was only because Pablo Mari was ill as well that he he got brought in. Um, so hopefully he's recovered. Hopefully he's all right to to start. I haven't done the kind of spy thing of looking at the training pictures <laughs> but um and then Smith Rowe yeah I think um I think we've spoken about it before in this podcast about him playing off the left I, I actually really like it Um, he, he doesn't just stay out on the wing he's able to come inside into those pockets where he's a bit more dangerous um, and almost drift into those pockets undetected like he did for the Villa go- goal I know he won the ball back but then he's not tracked when he's making the run forward uh and then i think lacazette did actually play that number 10 role a couple of times last year as well i remember uh in the europa league i think it was against uh, rapid vienna at the emirates uh, he played a bit deeper and he scored that um Thunderbolt in like the first 10 minutes um but yeah i think personnel will probably be quite similar maybe Erdegaard off the bench because to be honest, I I am quite a big fan of Erdegaard, but um, I don't think his performances, say Brighton after after the first like block of games that he had, haven't been as great. So maybe it is one where he'd come off uh, the bench. But saying that, he did perform very well off the bench uh, at Leicester last year um, when Smith Rowe got injured quite early and. That was the game, I think, for me um, when I realised how good Erdegaard was or how technically sound he is, um, how quickly he moves the ball, how quickly he moves his feet. Um, It was the build-up for uh, Pepe's goal, I believe, where he just had that kind of split second just outside the Leicester box where he he moved the ball and my eyes were just like, what's what's happened there? But uh, yeah, I think probably Erdegaard off the bench would be more likely, I reckon.
0: I think, as well, if you look to that team against Leeds and you see Kalatinach started at left back, that tells me that they're clearly they're not certain whether Tierney will be fit for, for Saturday. So I imagine the plan at the moment will be for Tavares to keep his place after the game against Villa. A lot's been made by about a lot of the summer signings, but although it's a a very small sample to to take from. Tavares has looked quite quite a home so far. I've seen how few top tier professional games he's ever played, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing with him is he looks looks very good going forward. He looks okay defending, not great, but then even when he is going forward, I think for me, it's just about tightening up his technique, I guess we'll say. there are times where he gets into great positions, but maybe the final ball isn't, isn't particularly great. But I don't think that's a problem, really. He's 21 years old. He's only just come from Benfica, and he isn't being looked at as Arsenal's saviour. <laughs> he's, he's Kieran Tierney's backup. And I think for, for someone who is Kieran Tierney's backup, came, up, came in for uh, relatively cheap as well. Uh, there is definitely a player there that can be, I guess, molded into a more solid, more, um, yeah, more sound player um, going forward and defensively. So I think when you look at um, how Arsenal fans took to his performance against Villa, um, that is definitely very positive. Something to, I guess, build on going into Leicester if he does start. Um, and I, I would say rather than because I guess you've seen this as well, Mark, where sometimes Arteta might want to not overcoach, but almost restrict some players into a certain role, if that's fair to say. Uh, With him, I think it'd probably be better to just say, just play your football, (laughs) because uh, you see sometimes he might go go on a run down outside on the wing, but he also can cut inside on his right. Um, And him being that, chaotic at times um i think that's something that that could help the arsenal attack uh be a bit less predictable
0: yes yeah, so it's the, we've talked about this the other night actually me uh, nick ames and, and sam dean about how in that almost guardiola mold that he likes arteta likes his players to almost know exactly where to be on the pitch for every minute of the 90 and they could score a wonder goal or they could score a work, worked team goal that ends in a tapping, and you know every time Arteta would rather it be that worked team goal that they've actually planned and is plotted out on the training ground and the hours working on it, rather than one piece of brilliance. I think I think that's something he shares with Guardiola. And um, talking about goals, Jamie Vardy will have the WKD on ice this weekend, won't he? <laughs> I think it's I think it's something silly like eleven in twelve goals against Arsenal. I mean, you look, I suppose, Drogba's record against Arsenal. I think he looked like. Torres always turned up for Liverpool against Manchester United. There's just some players that like playing against certain clubs. Do you think that could even be in the head of of the Arsenal defenders going into the game? It'll obviously give Vardy a bit of a lift knowing he always scores, mm. to them, but it's got to be something preying on the mind of, of that of that defender, isn't it? Or maybe not, given that they're all fairly new to the team.
1: Yeah, potentially. I think um, looking back to last season, obviously he scored. Did he score there, Emirates? I think yeah, he did. Yeah. You've got the winner. Yeah, on, Yeah,
0: got that's it.
1: Yeah, and then you fast forward to February when they're playing at the KP, and it's um, Pablo Mari and David Luiz at centre back. They, I think they, I believe they keep a clean sheet. Um, it was Vardy and Inacio up front that day. Um, and to be fair, Pablo Mari, even though he didn't start this season particularly well. He played that game very, very um, well and dealt with Vardy trying to run in behind. I think Vardy may have uh, actually like pulled a calf or something quite early in the game, I remember. So maybe that's why. Um, that's what we need but, tomorrow, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, they did deal with him quite well in that game, I, I thought. And obviously, David always actually <laughs> scored a goal for himself. Um but I, I do think the point you mentioned about this being quite a new uh, back for does have some value because they don't have... Trauma is the wrong word. It's too um, heavy, I think. But they don't have, I guess, the baggage of um, playing against uh, Jamie Vardy beforehand. We all know he's going to try and... Um... I mean, that's swim yeah, here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's going to try and be a shithouse. We know that. <laughs> um, I think Gabriel will probably be the one that deals with it better in, in the um, in the kind of heat of the moment, I feel. He's one that, when presented with those challenges, he's risen to them consistently, not just in terms of a physical battle like, say, with Mikel Antonio last season against West Ham. Um But he doesn't seem to just lose his cool, which for someone who's very young, still only 23, is probably quite um, abnormal, maybe. Um, I think whoever plays centre-back next, whether it's Ben White, Cam Chambers or Rob Holden, they're going to have to keep in check as well. I think Rob Holden's shown he can do that. Um, Obviously, his debut was against... Not his debut, sorry. His second Arsenal games away to Leicester which spawned the famous Arsene Wenger quote. Sorry, it didn't cost <laughs> 50 million. Um, but uh, I think he's probably the one where, when you take football in, Billy, out of it and you just look at, I guess, someone's uh, mental approach to, to matches, he's probably one as well. I think you see it in how he faces uh, Sadio Mane in recent times um, where you see that he can not flick a switch, but just probably stay focused, and uh that's definitely gonna be needed against uh Jamie Vardy.
0: It's bit, it's quite a strange parallel at the moment, isn't there, in the sense that we've got a Leicester team that started the season quite slowly, underperforming and are now picking up results. And it's very, very similar for Arsenal, isn't it? They started the season, albeit those of fixtures and plays out COVID and it was a difficult start. We know that they're now picking up as well. What in that regard, then, would you consider to be a good result for Arsenal when they leave Leicester tomorrow?
1: It's an interesting one because so Arsenal on 14 points, Leicester on 14 points, Everton on 14 points, Manchester United on 14 points. So it is a very big game, whichever way you look at it. I feel even though it's still very early in the season, you've got that group of clubs and then you even got. Tottenham on 15 points so and without Europe you just I think the, the value of three points becomes even greater so I think you have to be looking at it as a win is the only only result you can leave Leicester with uh, obviously a, a draw isn't too bad but you, you can't lose that game because of how tight it already is um, and if, uh, if I just look at the table for a second, um, yeah, if you, if you lose ground on that game, you've then got Brighton who are also on 15 points, then you look further down walls from, uh, 13 points. So you've got say fifth Brighton down to, I'll include Brentford who are 12th, they're on 12 points. There's three points between seven clubs. Uh, at the minute, going into the weekend. So I think, one, that's because of how well, say, teams like Brentford and Brighton have started, but also um, because the competition is gr- that much greater uh, and you can't afford to, to drop two two points, uh, let alone three. So, yeah, I think it has to be a win. Uh, and luckily, the, the results have been all right, but you want to performance to go with it.
0: Think they'll need the performance well won't they tomorrow i also think just for the um the, to big up our podcast if uh pats and daca can get on the pitch because nick <laughs> came on here ages ago and said "Arsenal oh, so we should be looking at this kid and then he scored that europa league well it wasn't even a hat-trick was it four goals about yeah, 35 four. seconds the-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're now going to look back so we're going back to the uh, the bad old days because we both picked our own arsenal horror show um just a result that we thought and a performance even that we thought was was awful that we've covered live scarily bad is the way i dressed it up because it's halloween even though we both decided it's um so what 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 game did you pick up
1: so surprisingly it was quite difficult to pick one maybe it's because just being on the spot and you have to think of one you it's one of those moments where you just freeze <laughs> um but the one oh, i've landed
0: when jamie vardy's
1: around <laughs> yeah i i i think I've, the one i've picked um is brighton away uh after the restart in 2019-20 so that was one i was really looking forward to because it was uh it landed on my birthday and my birthday is in june so there's obviously no premier League football ever on my birthday and i was like i have to cover that so i i literally asked if i could do it rather than someone else um we get there first half is okay it's not great but i think lacazette has a few chances uh, that he should have scored Gwen looks very good at the base of midfield then um burnt leno happens with <laughs> Neil Murphy. uh the, the the moment sam dean has on his, on his whiteboard with all the, all the threads. Um, <laughs> and, um, from there it just goes all downhill. Gwen has that moment with Mope. And then from there, I, I think from that moment, his control over the game just, just went. Um, and it just deteriorated, deteriorated. Obviously, Nicola Pepe puts Arsenal 1 0 up and I th- I'm thinking happy days. He does it in the second half, so you don't even really think about a Brighton comeback at that point. Um then Brighton do come back. And I think how late the goals came, um and just the Neil pay one, oh, that 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 will stick in my head forever, I, I think. That
0: celebration.
1: Yeah. Ah oh, I, I just wow. That so there's probably like worse team performances I, I could have picked, but because of the whole circumstance uh i think that's that's the one i i'm gonna go for
0: yes yeah, because it's it's obviously what happened afterwards as well it's, it's now if you can look back on it in hindsight we know it led to a load of shit, didn't we so that's a good one <laughs> yeah I've, I've tried to be i've gone clever with mine as well mate to be fair because i've not even gone for a defeat um, <laughs> i've gone for arsenal two southampton two november the 23rd 2019 not my birthday january 27th if you're interested um, won't give you the year, but yeah, I just thought I took my first four pars of my match report from that day because I think it pretty much summed it up. So, in my to uh, so try not to send you to sleep, I'll read it out to you quickly. Um, here we go. Look forward to this. Alexandra Lacazette rescued an injury time point for Arsenal at home to struggling Southampton, but the result will do little to ease the pressure on head coach Unai Emery. The Gunners boss was given public backing by the club's hierarchy during the international break, but he was. Reliant on a Lacazette brace to twice bring his side from behind to earn a two-all draw. The South Coast side have not won a league game at Arsenal since 1987, but looked on course to end that run as James Ward-Prowse and Danny Ings, blah, blah, blah. Arsenal are now winless in six games across all competitions. Oh well, dear. And have celebrated victory in just two of their last 11 Premier League games. Now, my, the standout memory I have from this game was Lacazette, which I, th- it was, I think it was the 96th minute mm. and he turns the ball home. And no one on the pitch celebrated. Not, not a single Arsenal player really celebrated that goal. Whether they thought, shit, we've kept him in a job for longer, I'm not sure. But no one in the crowd that day, I don't think, expected a performance and a result. No one on the pitch expected a performance and a result. No one in the press box expected a performance and a result. I don't even know if Emery would have done. But it was just that day, I think. And obviously he was gone fairly soon after that, after the Frankfurt game. He was finally given the chop and put out of his misery, wasn't he? But I just think that day summed up that he'd lost everyone. Like there was no going back for him that day. You imagine under—I can't think of any other circumstances, unless it was a a game where, like, a two-legged tie where you needed to win, where you'd equalise after 96 minutes, even if you're playing Norwich. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'd you'd celebrate, wouldn't you? Like on the pitch, Mm -hmm. look at look how Lacazette celebrated his equaliser against Palace in a two-all draw at home. You know, ballistic, but that was just Mm -hmm. oh you know like, <laughs> what What have we done can't, can't be, like, <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. definitely mine I'm sure listeners can chirp up with ones um you know there was there was obvious ones you could have gone for there was several under Wenger 6 nils to Chelsea and 8-2 mm. Manchester United and stuff but I just thought that one in particular on and off the pitch encapsulated as we said a, a bit of a horror show for Arsenal and definitely for Unai Emery who who didn't survive much longer but yeah so do get in touch if you have your own Arsenal horror shows I'm sure we all do let's be honest (laughs) Um, thanks for joining me today Art and we will speak to you all next week after the Leicester game enjoy the game tomorrow guys